I'm Woody Huffines, and this is the Owner's Voyage Podcast, a journey to business ownership. In this podcast, we'll talk about how to make that journey more fun, more rewarding, hopefully more profitable, as well as tips for staying away from potholes, dead ends, traps, and washed out bridges. We'll hope you join us. Welcome to the Owner's Voyage Podcast, episode number 40. This is an interview with Chuck Kleindienst, who owns the Nerds to Go in Richmond, Virginia. This was probably the most difficult interview for me to edit because when you get a couple of general aviation guys around and airplane stories just happen and y'all don't care about airplane stories, but we had fun talking about airplane stories among other things. Chuck's been a successful serial entrepreneur and his why for opening a nurse to go, I think is instructive. I'd, I'd, I'd ask you to listen for that. I also think it's interesting when we talk about what having a broad set of experiences that you bring to the party helps you to do the things that you need to do in a small business, having a bunch of different things that you've done or places that you lived and what that can do for you to help you with your business. Enjoy the interview because I sure as heck did. Now, your last your last name is, is Kleindienst, I would assume. It is. Um, the only other Klein Deans that I ever heard of was the Attorney General uh, during Watergate when after John well, and, Mitchell and, resigned. Know, it's, it's funny you bring that up because because that is actually uh, my my uh, cousin. He kind of took over the the genealogy, if you will, of of the Klein Deans family, and so um, he he was doing a lot of research on that, and of course, you know. Uh, actually, it was Richard Kleindienst at, at Watergate, and at the time, uh, Eric was living out in Arizona, and it, he was doing some research, and it turns out that although Richard had passed, his wife and daughter were still living in Arizona. So he looked them up and actually went out and uh, had a conversation with them, went out and had lunch with her. And, and there is a, a, a connection there, um, genealogy-wise. Oh, how interesting. Uh, yeah, which was very interesting. And so the translation in of findings in German is small servant or small service. So, um, you know, and that's, that's kind of interesting as well. That's, uh, that's, that's fascinating. And I knew, are you from Arizona or is this, I mean, is your, is your, no, so family? originally, yeah, originally I'm, well, I grew up, my, my father was uh, an executive with AT&T. Um, and then it was, well, actually it was the bell system and then it was AT&T and then they, they broke them up and, you know, all that mess. But I lived in, uh, I was born in Michigan, lived in, in, uh, Michigan, Texas and Dallas, in Dallas area, which I'm very fond of. And then, uh, Kansas in the city of Missouri. Uh, uh, and then the longest stint was in New Jersey. And then what he did was at 55, he took, um, you know, they were they were splitting up the bell system at that point, and so they offered him um, an early retirement. So he took early retirement, and he ended up being he died at eighty, but he was he, he was retired for almost as long as he worked, which was pretty cool. But they traveled extensively when when they retired when he retired. So, but yeah, so so uh, my longest stint. So I'm, I'm a Jersey boy. I'm a Northern guy. Um, but I came down here in Virginia in 85. I've been down here for a while. It, it's interesting that you, that you mentioned that you've lived a lot of places. One, you know, you, you, you get into a, a rhythm when you're interviewing people. And, and one of the, one of the things that I always ask people is how much traveling they've done, because in my point of view, 
the more places that you live, the more stuff that you've seen, the bigger your toolbox is to, to pull a tool out to apply to a problem because you've just seen more. Do you yeah. think, do you think that the traveling and living and going to a bunch of different places has been that for you? Yeah. I, I apply it to, in, into my nerds to go when I, when I speak with, with, uh, people as well. So, um, just to back up a little bit. So, um, I have a, a, a bachelor of science in business administration from Ashland university, which is in Ohio. I graduated there. And, and uh, that was the Jimmy Carter days where interest rates were 18, 19, 20%. <laughs> and so the economy was, was not good when I, when I graduated back in uh, 81. I had a friend that was, that was a neighbor and he graduated from NC State and he wanted to go into, uh, to get his MBA in criminal uh, justice. So he moved to Richmond. And he went to VCU, uh, Virginia Commonwealth University, for his master's. And he goes, "Hey, you know, if if you're not, you know, if you feel like moving, you know, let's let's go." And so I, I packed up and, and moved down with him. And so that's that's kind of how I ended up down here. But but I had prior to nerds, I had a home inspection company that was 21 years. I had for for 21 years, and so built that up to be a, very successful. So what I have found, Woody, and it's a great question, is not only did I live in a bunch of different states and had to adjust to a different cultures, if you will, but I, I, I travel a lot. And so I'm a thrill seeker. We, we, my brother and I, uh, once a year, we try and go on a trip. You know, we've, we've done the uh, backcountry Grand Canyon with some friends. And we ski. I mean, we, we do a lot of different things. I'm, I'm a pilot, a general aviation pilot. So I, I have some experience there. But what I have found that really helped me with, particularly in the, in the inspection industry and, and as well for nurse to go. And, and you can probably, you know, understand this as well is when you're talking, well, when I do, when I talk with people, I adjust to their personality. And so when I was doing inspections, I always found common ground. And the, how I found that common ground was because of my vast experience in traveling. And so they would bring something up and I'm going, oh, I've, you know, I've been there or, you know, we, we were in Missouri. Well, we're in Missouri. I lived in Kansas City and, you know, that, that kind of thing. And so there's, it, it, it's a groundbreaker, if you will. And, and I, I still do it today when I meet, when, when I'm, when I'm out doing cold call, you know, if, if there's, if I get into a conversation, then, um, I, then, then I can accelerate it, you know, from there, just, just from, from that experience, which has been very helpful. It's, you can adjust your personality to theirs, or I can very quickly. Uh, well, and, 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 that I, was, that was cool. and yeah. I, and I would, and I look at it a little differently this is the thing that causes fights in my house when someone tells you how you feel so you don't get to tell me how i feel the way it feels to me is that not that i'm adjusting my personality but like you i've done a whole bunch of different things and been a whole bunch of different places and found them all fascinating and it's not that i'm adjusting my personality is that my personality is so big, I find common ground with people, and it, and it just happens naturally. It's not a, sure. 
it's not a, I'm adjusting my personality so much. Well, I, I had a former wife that told me I had, to, I had too much personality for one person, but not enough for two. <laughs> right. Right. And it's yeah. just, and there's, then there's, man, there's about three things there that I'd like to, to ask you about. Sure. Pilot training to me is one of the most valuable things that anybody can do, whether, yeah. whether you continue or not, that ability to understand risk in a very different way. Uh, Pete Howard, uh, flight instructor, one of the things that he said is I can teach a monkey to fly. The things that kill people is when they, when they don't know when not to fly. Exactly. Uh, I can count them on less than a hand uh, of times where I flew where, you know what? And, 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 in a debrief uh, should not, should not have gone. Um, outcome was fine. Um, but, but, um, it takes a lot of discipline and particularly if, if you're flying with a group. Yeah. Um, yeah. You get, and, you get, you get, get their itis. Yeah. And so I, I can tell you that, um, you know, a dozen times that I'm, I'm not an, I'm not an instrument rated pilot. I didn't fly enough to justify it. And so I'm, I'm a VFR pilot, but the discipline that I gained over time was, was um, to, to, to call a flight. So there, there have been times where it was my my, my, my daughter, my wife, and, and and my daughter's friend. We were to fly to Michigan, and the weather was suspect. Not not where we were. I could take off, but it was in route, and it there was no, there was absolutely no way around it. It was all along that that, that Appalachian mountain line, and I I couldn't. Didn't matter how far left or far right I went. I couldn't do it. So I ended up, you know, we waited a day and then I, I said, look, we're, we're not going, we're driving. And so, uh, and there have been times where I've left the plane up in New Jersey. <laughs> and so, and I've had to take my dad's car home. Uh, you know, but, but yeah, it, it takes, it takes a lot of discipline. You know, as I've done these and this is, this has been, Chuck, this has been endlessly fascinating. Oh, it's, it's, it's an awesome idea you came up with, Woody. This is well, this fantastic. was actually Rory's idea. I had I had interviewed Catherine, and after uh, the Catherine interview, Rory right, came out. Right. Rory said, hey. Which was a great interview. Oh, thank you. Well, it was fun, fun, fun to do. And and after we get through in this interview, we'll talk about that one uh, offline. But the thing that's interesting to me, a lot of franchisees, their, their why – Although they may develop a why they're doing what they're doing apart from the beginning, a lot of times in the beginning, it's just as simple as they run into, and, and I don't believe it's age discrimination. I think it's salary discrimination. Fortune 500 world, you get to where you're making as much money as you're making, and they just don't want to continue to pay it. And, sure. and, while, and, and while it is correlated with your age, it is not caused by your age. And so they, they find something else. They, they find another option. And then people are left in their late fifties and they're not yet ready to retire and nobody's going to hire them. And so they decide they're going to start a business. And that kind of starts as the why for a lot of folks that I talk to is that it's kind of Hobson's choice because of the fortune 500 thing. I'm very interested to hear what your why is. You, you had a, a successful home inspection company. You've got rocket sports. You've done manufacturing. You're a, you're a long-term serial successful entrepreneur what's your why for nerds to go so you know i'm i too woody i'm in my in my 
uh, er, early 60s. With home inspections, I was the business. And, and that, that was the model. Now, I tried unsuccessfully to, to create a multi-inspector firm. Very, very difficult to do. Later in the years, I think it was, talk to my wife, it would probably be maybe year 17, 18, that, that I was getting reckless, if, if you will. And I got tired of climbing roofs. I know in Texas, you don't have, you're mainly on slabs. You probably have some crawl spaces, but here they're crawl spaces. You know, physically, it was, it, it was demanding. Not that I didn't mind that, that type of work, but in retrospect, what, what I was really looking for was, I wanted to work on the business, not be in the business. And, and so for me, you know, if I wanted to take time off from inspection, you know, I took time off. I didn't get paid, you know, kind of thing. So my, my, my juice there was, Hey, let's find something that I can create. I can build and then take a step back, put a GM in and cut my hours back and still have an income or still have a viable business that, that, um, you know, that, that I can carry forward. And as it grows, my role would, would be just to kind of continue to take a little piece back, a little piece back. And that would allow us not only to create the, or have the income, but it would allow us to freedom to travel, you know, in, in our, in our last years you know, or, or in your twilight years, if you will, or golden years. Um, and, and so that's, that's my why. I want to build it so that I can back off and still have something um, that I've created. So as, so, so it's, it's a, it's a multiplication of effort. It's, it's the, it's being able to create something that, that doesn't depend on you. My wife is a, is a, a nurse anesthetist. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and so, you know, it's, 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 we, we tease one of the, one of the surgeons that she most spends as much time as she can working with this surgeon. She enjoys it. She works independent. Sure. She works independently, but generally he operates three days a week and she'll fill up the other two days. But when, when he leaves on vacation, it's like a double hit or a triple hit. Well, first she's not working, so she's not making any money. And then second, Hey, I got a week off. Let's go on vacation. It's like, wait, whoa, whoa. The time that we're not making money is the time we're going to go spend a lot of money. You understand that doesn't that doesn't fit my little accounting mind. Yeah, so that's that's awesome. And, and so yeah, thank your wife for being a, a frontliner. Has has she received the, the the COVID vaccine yet? She took uh, she took her first uh, va- the first shot uh, last week, and I think it's going to be another two days or three days. Sometime next week, she'll take the second yep. the second course. Um, that was about the only uh, really serious discussion we've had. Yeah. Um, after they shut down elective surgery and a lot of what she does is elective surgery. Sure. She sure. was, she was talking about going to New York and volunteering. Yeah. Um, or, she, would have, she, she probably would have met David. I mean, uh, she was there for a long time or New Orleans. I mean, I mean she was talking about going to one of the VA hospitals Sure. and, and while yeah. I was and remain incredibly proud of her, it scared yeah. the stuffing out of me. Oh, sure. It does. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so I'm, we're, we're we're close to that as well. We, my my wife is a uh, well, actually, she was a uh, 23 year cardiac OR nurse, and that's all she did was hearts. Yeah, um, with several surgeons. Now she does a statistical analysis for patients. They they find out why 
why people are getting the infections and, and, and so doing more of a quality control thing. And, and thank goodness she, she works at home, but she did get the COVID vaccine. Um, it was a couple of weeks ago and I think it's either next week or the week after she goes for a second. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, we're very in tune with the medical community and, and the, the sacrifices they're making is incredible. Cool. Then I'm, then I'm really excited about this because, well, first of all, we're old and a lot of the people that are, <laughs> that are not old. When I, when I brag on my wife about this, they, they, they get a blank look on their face because they don't know that when she was at when she went to the baylor college of medicine for her anesthesia program Mm -hmm. which means she's she did anesthesia for debakey really see that's what i'm talking about i love guys that are my age because i say that and they go dude someone that's 35 i guess you know she did anesthesia for debakey (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> blank stare uh, okay uh, that's get, awesome. get out your phone call up wikipedia and we'll talk here in a minute <laughs> yeah exactly yeah exactly oh, God. so you 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 went to where you're trying to leverage some some labor that's not yours which is which is wonderful if you if you look back on it when did when did you all open uh we opened um july of 19. So we're about a year, not even a year and a half. So you opened July. I op- I opened mid June of nineteen. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. So we're not too far apart. Yeah, one of the things that I've found I, for for our store, we have seen uh, quite a bit of impact from COVID. We were we were blowing and going. We I mean we took a twenty five thirty percent haircut after about mid mid April. Um, just the the growth stagnated, and in talking to some of the other franchisees, what I've found, and it and it seems to be holding true, is that people who had been in business for at least a year before COVID hit benefited from COVID because they had a what I what I suppose they had an established customer base of people who could call them. I mean, you know, I've got a computer problem, and I know who my computer guy is, and so they had a they had a. a an uptick because of COVID um, and in some cases pretty significant because they had an established customer base. Whereas the people who had been in business for less than a year saw an impact. It did your, did your store kind of follow that, that, uh, that curve? So my model now, are, are you a, a retail? We've got a okay. retail space. Yeah. So, so my model is we, we were uh, more of an office and, and my, model was mainly geared strictly to, to B and B they were offering, um, you know, David was offering two models at that time, go to a full retail or you can scale it to executive more model. Of an office. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that was the model that, that I took. And I think Claire, um, did as well. We, we went and so my class was Claire and Eric. Now I know Eric out in Pennsylvania, he's, he's a full retail. Um, but Claire and I were, were kind of the, the model of, of, of an office and, and hitting more towards B and B. What, what I found is, is when, when COVID hit, I could, I couldn't get to, couldn't get to those buildings anymore. <laughs> well, you know, you know, and, and I had a, I had a customer, I had a, uh, um, a sales rep doing outside, oh, gotcha. d- okay. doing outside sales from, from day one. And oh, gotcha. 
man, yeah. we, we got to March and, um, you know, I, I did the PPP. Right. And right. since I had the PPP money, I, I didn't, I didn't run anybody off. Okay. It got, I got the PPP loan. So I'm not, you know, and we sat down and talked about it. I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to run anybody off. I got you paid. Y'all, y'all are covered right. and, and we'll see what happens. And right towards the end of the PPP money, um, my, uh, my sales rep and, and great, great, great kid came in and said, boss, I can't do anything for you. You're paying me for nothing because the stores aren't open. The businesses aren't open. And if I walk in, they either ask if I have an appointment or look at me like I'm a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the, the, the beat and that was, and that was where we were now. That's a good, it's an interesting point. That's where we were really growing was on the business side and it just shut down. Yeah. And so that we took the PPP as well, you know, and, and so it was difficult what I, and it still is on, on say, uh, on more, I'll, I'll say white collar, if, if you will, um, kind of companies, because there, you know, a lot, at least here in Virginia, a lot, a lot of people are still working at home. I mean, and so, but what I have found is, here lately and the niche that I'm, I'm going to really start to attack is the industrial parks here. And, and I actually I'm in one and we do a lot of business in our own industrial park, the park that we're in. And I've found that, that those guys, one, they're super busy and they, they don't, they, they take a, a different approach. Now, again, this is, goes back to, you know, being, you know, flight planning and using your head. So I'll go out and talk to these guys, but one, I have them ask, you know, I'm, I'm very aware of, of, you know, the surroundings and of, of how they are. But a lot of these guys, quite frankly, what he just, they, they, there's like, Hey, you know, come on in. What do you need? You know, and, or, or I need you to do this. You know I mean? <laughs> so it's from white to blue. It's, it's a whole different attitude um, between the two. And so, you know, I'm going to start, you know, going out and, and, and starting to attack these these uh, industrial parks that are a little bit looser in their policy, if you will, their COVID policy. They're, they're not being ignorant about it, but they're they're willing to bring you in and talk to you and say, hey, you know, and, and a lot of them have problems, you know, with with their IT. And that's uh, so that that's kind of been an uptick for me here in the past uh, couple of months. Well, and, and the, and the difference between an executive model, you know, in an in industrial park or, or, um, an executive plaza or whatever, where you're in, in a shared space or an industrial right. space. And David Quell and I had this discussion when I was, you know, he's telling me you need to find some, you know, some C level realty with, uh, you know, a thousand square feet and you want to pay about $1,200 a month. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, stop it i'll tell one twelve hundred dollars a month please <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah in mckinney yeah. texas you know and he said you know you go find some place that's a 30 year old shopping center I'm like dude 30 years ago this was jackrabbits and milk cows exactly yeah there wasn't yeah. anything up here 30 years ago and so for us um the only industrial park that's available was was uh, it was a 2000 square foot space and it was going to be more than the retail space I found. Right. Yeah. So kind of, I mean, I was, I was going back and forth. Do I want to do a, do I want to do an executive or do I want to do a, uh, a retail space? 
and and it was really i was going to have two thousand feet which was about a thousand feet that i didn't need right and pay a lot of money to be way out on the edge of my of my of my area in a very small industrial park or to be right next to the sonic drive-in two doors down from the nail place yeah exactly and i mean i've had people say you keep saying nail place why is that important it's like Dude, this is Texas. My wife will eat peanut butter and crackers before she tap, stops having her nails done. I mean, exactly. <laughs> there's going to be traffic yeah. at the nail place. And I, 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 here they're like McDonald's. There's one on every damn corner. Yeah. Well, in McKinney, it's donut shops. Yeah. <laughs> I was noticing that. I was like, that's a, we got 40,000 donuts. Anyway, if you had it to do over again, would you relook at that? Yeah, I would. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. And, and, you know, so we're, we're, we're in this industrial park, right? The past, uh, well, since COVID, maybe the middle of the middle of, of last year, um, what we have found in it, and I've, I've told David this is we, we get people walking into our office all the time with their technology. Yeah. I mean, and, and so, and we're not there a lot. So we, we're, we're telling them, Hey, call, make an appointment. You know, kind of thing because we're we're not always there. But I'll tell you what we've got we've got a half a dozen. Well, we got gaming computers. We got we got uh, laptops. I mean, we get a lot of, of retail traffic in there that I never would have thought w- would have. So, yeah, in retrospect, I, yeah, I probably I probably would have considered. I've, I well, you know, and, and, and still am actually. Um, you know, is it is it worth a move? I'm not tied to you know, to a, a, a lease now, we're kind of month to month. I know the fellow very well. He's a pilot. Um, when you but, can speak, pi- when you can speak pilot to people, it, a lot of, a lot of barriers drop. I'm just saying. Yeah, it does. I'm telling you, it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, we're getting, we're getting tremendous traffic retail wise, uh, which, which I really didn't bank on. Well, uh, especially in, 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 especially in the location that you've got. Yeah, they they ask. We get calls every day going, "Hey, where are you looking? You know, I want to come out and drop my stuff off." And I was like, "Well, okay, well, we're we're here." So now I'm, you know, I've, I've, I'm talking actually with Fast Times. I went there Friday to talk to the guys about getting, uh, you know, one of these flags um, and a banner uh, to, to put out in front of my building. One of the one of those feather uh, feather flag or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah, because, um, you know, people are asking me, you know, all the time where we are, even though, well, a lot of times the bands aren't out there during the day because they're on the road. But, but um, you know, I've got, you know, I've got uh, things in the windows that you really can't miss. But, but yeah, I mean, they're, we're, we're getting a lot of, of traffic that way. So I'm just going to take advantage of it. In a, in a lot of ways, walk in the retail traffic, if you will, saved us or has saved us up to this point. I don't know. I don't know that we're saved, saved, but we yeah, are. I'm not saved yet. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I'm. I, I'm sick, but I'm not dead. Yeah, right. Right. Um, yeah. The, yeah uh, still bleeding a little bit. Here, yeah, still so. bleeding a little bit, but. <laughs> uh, yeah. And and the retail the retail has 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 really helped us in that. So yeah, other, other yeah, than because, that, other than that, or you wish you knew then that you know now. What have you learned that you wish you that you'd known going in? Another really good question. So, and and I, I think I'll I'll share with you what I shared with um, the fellows up in Northern Virginia when they were d- doing their their search uh, before they opened, and and that is 
is this, I, I wish I had a, a more, uh, uh, took taken a more proactive approach to get more than one nerd on the line in the from the beginning. I had I had a really good nerd in the beginning. Uh, we started, in, like I said, in July. We were we were really gaining some momentum, and then he got sick. People get sick, and so he got sick. So he was out like ten days, and that that really crushed me because I, I didn't have anybody from that point. You know that that uh, I didn't have a, a second nerd lined up at that point. That that opened my eyes to say, hey, I, I need a second nerd. And then what he did was he uh, was was going to get. He got married in the middle of November, so he took some time off there. And then January three comes along in 2020, and he was in really early. I was like, Clayton, what, what are you doing here so early? And I said, oh, you must be in trouble, you know, being a newlywed, right? Right. And he goes, well, I'm going to need to talk to you about that. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, and so his wife basically kicked him out. And he ended up, you know, we had projects in the pipeline. We had a, a server for an attorney. We were installing cameras for a grocery store. I, I mean, it was. And I said, well, well tell you what, he said, I'll, I'll find your place. I'll, I'll put you up. You can put your stuff behind a gate and at the air park, you know, so you don't have to worry about any of that, you know, kind of thing. And he says, no, my grandfather, um, they, they, he, all his family was down in Florida. Um, and so he said, no, my grandfather offered to, to pay for my, pay for me to go back to school to get my cybersecurity degree. And I was like, well, I, I can't argue with that. And I said, well, give me the end of January. Well, he left a week before the end of the January. And then I was, I was just out on a limb. Um, and so from, in, in looking back, I think, and this is what I told the guys up in Northern Virginia, because they were going, I'm going to get a second business development specialist. And I said, no, I wouldn't do that. I would get a second nerd right off the bat. Because if your first one's sick, or if he's out, or for whatever reason, you've you've got a second nerd that that you can at least depend on. That's that's a, yeah. Leaves. You've you've and lost it, you've lost your critical resource. Yeah, exactly. And it hurt me. I mean, it it it, it hurt me. Um, it it sent me it sent me behind. Uh, I, you know, I had credibility issues at that point that I I ended up fighting through them, and and now. You know, things things ironed out, but it was a position that I did not want to be in. And I didn't think about it. I, I just, I didn't think about it. Um, and so, yeah, if, if anybody's, you know, listens to this from here out and you're you're thinking about it, get, get a get a second nerd as soon as you can. Yeah, so I've, 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 I've hired my second nerd. Um, he, he's been on for, for uh, actually before the holidays and, and is working out really well very analytical and so yeah so I, I i have a much better confidence level if you will um going in and and, and talking to other you know other businesses having has, um, having some surge capacity is a good is a good thing yes yeah what yeah. was your what was your so, biggest surprise i think still i'm still surprised by it a little bit is is how hard it is to get established in the community, 
you know, we're we're a year and a half in, and we're we're getting we're getting pretty good traction, but it's not it's not what well. And of course, you know, you, you have to throw in COVID a little bit. I don't like to use that as an excuse, but but it's just a fact of life. But but uh, that that kind of put a wrinkle in everyone's works. But yeah, but, excuse, uh, excuse or not, when you can't meet anybody in person, yeah, for six yeah. months, you you could call it an excuse. I'm saying that's not a bad one. No, but it's, you know, and it's, it's, you know, and the phrase is so worn out right now. It is what it is, but, but, um, it's, I I still find it that we haven't gotten more traction than, than, than we have right now. And, and a lot of that, what he, like you said, you know, um, when you can't meet people, you can't, you can't sell to them or you can't help them. Well, and the other Uh, thing that I'm finding is, there's a French proverb. It's one of my favorites. It says that the pain of uncertainty is worse than the certainty of pain. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that's what I'm experiencing as much as anything with business is, is they just don't know what's going to happen next. And, yeah, and, and it, haven't, it, yeah. you know, now it seems that this point, it seems at this point, maybe people are kind of inured to it is, it is what it is. I've just got, I got to keep trucking, you know, I might, yep. it may, I may lose all of it, but they can't eat me. So I'll just keep, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's kind of what, what our philosophy is. We're, we're just going to keep pushing. Um, and, and, and we'll push to, to, we can't push any further or we're going to push and we're, and we're going to, you know, end up, um, you know, on the downhill slide, you know, which is, you know, we'll, we're, we're pushing that rock up the hill right now. Right. Well, and they tell you, you know, you, get, you fly the airplane all the way to the ground. You got to fly it all the way to the ground. Got to fly it all the way to the ground. And then, so that's that's kind of my philosophy with this. You know, it's you know, I, I don't know what the outcome's going to be. You know, but but I, I can tell you, I'm going to fly this son of a bitch all the way to the ground. What did you find really difficult that you thought was going to be easy? Uh, you know, and and again, I'll go back to it. It's it's um, it, I think establishing credibility uh, within the community. And then um, then on the other side, what what turned out to be really easy that you thought was going to be difficult? I think just you know just um, gosh, that's a re- that's a really good question. Um, that's that I've, as I've asked that question, I think that's was the hard one to answer because the is. things the things that turned out really easy that you thought were going to be difficult, it's like man, I, you, you dread it, and then it happens, and you're over it, and then you move on. And looking back six months later, it's like I didn't even remember having a, a thought about it because there was been other things right. that have popped up. Well, you know, and I think just just um, getting through. Well, you know, in, in in retrospect, I think all that that I've I've been through in the beginning, losing nerves and and and, and going through that. My, I, I think it's in, in looking back on that, it was it was a little easier than I thought because I had a lot I had a lot of support. You know, I wasn't I wasn't hung out. You know, I wasn't hung out to dry. You know, I had I had support from nerds and, and I had support, you know, I'm in a, in a B and I group, um, that is, is, um, uh, that, that I've, I've got some, some good people in, in there that are great sounding boards, great business people. And so I, I think that the easy thing for me is, Hey, you know, reach out, you know, if you're in trouble, reach out, you know, the help is there, you know, don't, don't be stubborn. About uh, one of the podcast episodes that I did is, is who's your board of directors. Because you're gonna sure. you're gonna have a board of directors whether you choose one or not. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, yeah, what, so what what what's giving you the biggest sense of accomplishment? Um, getting through the, those big challenges, and and one in in particular, um, and it was ling- it lingered for for about nine months, and it was it was every morning I'd, I'd wake up and I'm going, oh god, I know they're going to call today, <laughs> and sure enough, <laughs> they they they, they call. And so what it was is you've probably heard me talk about this in, in the, um, in the, in the sessions that we have on Thursdays that, so it was Tom Leonard. And initially we went in, uh, this was when Clayton, my first nerd was here. We went in and obviously their camera equipment was, was as old as I was. You know, part of it worked, part of it didn't. Uh, Their network was terrible and they're a pretty good size grocery store. They're a single store, but they're, they're pretty big. They're about 30, 40,000 square feet, maybe, you know, so they're, they're a pretty good size. At any rate, we went in and we did a network and then we started doing the cameras and then Clayton left. Um, and so I, I'm not an IT person at all. I'm, I, I can execute plans and things of that nature, but you know, my background is not in, in IT. And so, um, once, once we got stabilized, we went back, and it's, it's with Jeremiah that actually I contribute most, all the success to because he's the one that figured it out. Well, between the two of us, we did. But we went back, and it took roughly about eight to nine months to get this guy right. One, the initial thing that we did on his network wasn't big enough, and so I had to eat a dream machine, a unified dream machine, Ouch. to go in yeah, and it, I, I ate a lot on, on that one, but we got them right. They're totally happy, and we've done probably, I would guess, off the top of my head, another four grand in the past month of additional work for them. So we we established it, but but that was that was a huge challenge, and we never we never let go of it. We never gave up on it. Although there were times where I know that they wanted to. Um, they, you know, just, because just, I, you don't just, know what you're doing. Just stop you know, it. But, just stop it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was painful for them, but, but I, you know, we went in there and I went in there and Jeremiah did his thing and I did my thing, which is, Hey, look, you know, yeah, we screwed up this, but you know what? We're fixing it. And by the time we're done with it, you're going to be elated. And, and they are. Um, but I, I, I contributed a lot of that to them. They were patient with us. Um, but on top of that, a lot of it is we always communicated with them. We never stopped communicating, even though they were yelling at us, you know, that this was not working. We need to get this right and so forth and so on. We, we took the challenge and, and we met the challenge and we exceeded their expectations in the end. And now we're, they're a really good customer. So that, that, that was a huge, that was a huge challenge that, that I'm, that we're real proud of that we got right. That's awesome. Well, and and you know, if you if you're honest and and yeah, you communicate and you know, I've I've got I I have had customers that we parted and they're no longer customers, but they're not necessarily not friendly. It's just you know, it's right. it's, it's a it's a matter of I can't I can't I don't have the resources to to do what you want. You you want had a chiropractor that had a, had some an equipment and cold laser or something. And I, I can't, I don't, I don't know how to fix that. Yeah, I mean, I'll, right. op- I'll open it up and look at it, 
but I don't know how to fix that. Right. Or right. Uh, whatever that if you have the open heart and you have, and you have uh, communication and honesty, just about anything can get fixed. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer of that. And I'm, and, and I, I preach that to my nerves. Look, you know, I, I don't, you know, if you screw up on a site, tell them, you know, Hey, don't hide it. Just let them know, but also let them know how we're going to fix it. Yeah. You know? And, and, and so, um, that, that, that is, is, is a big thing, even though they, they don't want to hear what you're going to tell them and there's going to be backlash. You know what? Just, that's what I, that's what I tell them guys. Bad news is like fish. It doesn't smell better after three days. Right. Right. And so, and, and so in that way, everyone knows where they stand at all times. It's, it's where you get into deep crap is where you try and, and, and hide it or not tell them or not communicate anything to them. Yeah. That, um, which, which do you want to be? Do you, do you want to make a mistake or be somebody who's a screw up and a liar? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so that's, that's always been my philosophy, even all through, all through inspections. And, you know, none of us are perfect. We all make mistakes. And, and Tom Leonard is a big one. I mean, I, I, ate, I, I ate a lot of crow on that one. Um, and it, it cost me money, but in the end, you know, one, we have a, a solid customer that won't call anybody else because of our, you know, of, of the amount of work we've done there. Now that we have a relationship, um, we'll, we'll make money from, from, you know, from, from here out. And so, um, yes, yeah, it's painful when you have to eat a mistake, but, um, that's just part of the game. What are the, what are the one, two or three things and the podcast is called the owner's voyage. If somebody was telling you they're about to start the owner's voyage, what are the one, two, three things you'd tell them that they, that they, that they need to know now before they get started? I, I would say prepare, dive, dive, take a deep dive into in, into what you're doing not not only in 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 the why uh, i think a big piece of that is why you're thinking of doing what you're doing and is it does it does it relate to your to your core beliefs does it you know d- does it you know does it match what what your what your position in life is um at, at that particular time uh, that and and financially make, make sure that, you know, Hey, if, if it doesn't work, can you take the hit? Um, kind of thing. But, but I, 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 you know, I think is, is, uh, take a deep dive, not only within yourself, but in, in the business that you're, that you're looking to do and see if it matches, matches your beliefs. Awesome. Again, a big thank you to Chuck for the time together. We had uh, we, we we could have gone for three hours, and we went significantly longer than probably than either of us needed to. I enjoyed the interview, and I enjoyed the process, and I enjoyed the learning. I hope you learned something from it. This has been the Owners Voyage Podcast, episode number forty, an interview with Chuck Kleindienst, Richmond, Virginia, Nerds to Go. We'll see you again soon.